Welcome to another episode of Mac and Joe Talk on a Podcast. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us for another exciting episode. Hello, Joe. Thanks for being back here with me. Always a pleasure, buddy. Good. Happy to be here with you. Hunkered down in uh, quarantine, and uh, yeah, we're watching some shows. We're not going to the movies much, but we're uh, we're making them. We're making the best of it, buddy. It's been a couple of weeks since we've been on the air, which means we have a full a smorgasbord, full slate of programming to go through. So we may have a long episode today. So with that in mind, Joe, let's just jump into it. Yep. First up, we did get a second trailer for Tenet. We're going to yes, talk about that next week. We're going to kind of deep dive into the trailer. Okay. But my okay, question is right now, is what is going Still on with it? Freezer. Yes. Should Warner Brothers go ahead with it? The only thing from the trailer I'm going to say is that it didn't give a date. It said coming to theaters. Good. Uh, about a week and a half ago, Warner Brothers came out and they said they'll make a decision in the next week, week and a half, if they're going to go forward with it. Again, that's mostly for marketing purposes. That's getting yes. the word out of the film it's and already, stuff like that. It's already done. Everything is good. Right. So the film's it's done. completed, yes. It's more of just, um, you know, they need to get people out and stuff like that. Um, the trailer looks great. Yes, it, it didn't does. give a date, though. Um, okay. Great, and it doesn't give a date. Warner said they need 80% of theaters open worldwide. Yes, they did. They did, which is about thirty five hundred theaters worldwide, right? Or uh, maybe yeah, worldwide or in the in the country. I can't remember. Yeah. So, but domestically, the markets of New York City, San Francisco, and, and LA, LA make about tw- make up about twenty five percent. But again, we're talking worldwide numbers. Uh, we had this conversation a couple weeks ago where I said maybe Tenet was the sacrificial lamb. Uh, I might want to retract that statement a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I, I think so. Uh, again, mostly in the sense of this is a $200 million movie. Yes, it is. Like this simply cannot be a flop for Warner brothers. It it can't, it can't be a write-off as it were. Um, I don't know, Joe, I mean, any, any thoughts off the top of your head? I mean, do you want to get into should, should, if Warner brothers comes out and theaters open in two months, would you go? Absolutely. If you, would you go, if theaters said you had to wear a mask, would you go? Do you think people would? Is but, it a risky thing? Yeah. I would say that if I can't sit next to you, oh, buddy, I probably won't go. That's the highlight of the movie for me, sitting next to you. And, I, that, that's very sweet and, of you. And, and but enjoying I think, the movie with if, my friends. If you're buying tickets with someone, you can get tickets together. Is oh. well, At least that's what AMC has said. Oh, okay. Because the idea is that you're already quarantining with someone. So you can go okay. with them. Okay, good. Um, that, that that clears it up. Then I'm all good, buddy. I'm but again, board. theaters, if people are wearing masks, are they going to be selling tons of concessions, which is where a lot of their money is coming from? It's two months away, so I, I, I hear people already typing away. And I've, I've read on message boards and stuff, they can just wait. Again, movie theaters can't wait. Because they have to rehire movie, movie theaters staff. can't wait, but the movie, but the movie studios right. maybe can wait. Right. What would be? I do not think. Yeah. Go ahead. And from from everything that I've read, this is not going to be a movie that goes to PBOD. Um, this cannot go to PBOD. One hundred percent correct. Um, and as you mentioned already, you know, I read the same articles. They need to. They, it's two hundred million dollar budget for this movie. Um, it doesn't have a whole lot of star. I mean, it has stars, but not like uh, they're the more stars. Christopher Nolan. They're more up and coming stars, right? Um, or well, I mean, Robert Pattinson really isn't an up and coming star. He's been around for a while, but right. My point is, is they don't have any superstar power. There's no Brad Pitt. There's no Tom right. Cruise. There's no anything like that. Right. So it's not um, a franchise. It's not a franchise. This is new content. It's original. It's original. Um, Although, if I might plug something that's kind of Go interesting uh, in my research, uh, there's actually a bicycle parts studio, bicycle parts company called Tenant in Washington. Okay, and it actually has a similar style logo, so they had to like you can read it from both sides. They had were and it's upside down and things like that. Right, and so they had to change, they had to change how it looked. The movie did or the bicycle store. The the movie, the oh. movie, the movie, actual screen, the the poster, the, the everything, because it looks 
very similar, if not exactly similar, to this company in Washington. That apparently and was there before them. That apparently was there before them. So it's kind of interesting. It's just kind of interesting. I liked the old logo because, again, it's you read it either way. Either no, side, no, it's you read still it. like that. It's just they put like a line through the oh, end. I, didn't, I it, guess I didn't notice. The yeah, difference. no, I, I, well, I looked it up. I this just popped up on the on the on the articles that I was looking when I was looking for research. It's just interesting, and uh, mm-hmm. you know the owner of this this bicycle company. He's like, yeah, everyone thinks we copied it. It's a bunch of crap, and it's really unfortunate because everyone thinks that. We're a bad company now right. because we just – we had this – anyway. Nice. It's just kind of funny. That's anyway, funny. Send um, me the link. I can put it on the – Well, it was just an article. I know. I, yeah. I, I mean you could look at it. It's, it's just a Washington company um, that makes bicycle parts called Tenant. It's just interesting. Interesting. Anyway, totally, totally off to- – a little bit off topic. But anyway, to answer your question, should Warners go ahead? And yes, it's a $200 million budget. Not a whole lot of star power, so yes, most of it's going to Christopher Nolan, um, or a lot of it's going to Christopher Nolan, not most of it. Um, But, I mean, yeah, you made the point that movie theaters can't wait. They need to open up now. They have their, 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 their losing money down the toilet. Um, daily, well, all everything is, but I mean, in terms of we've talked about AMC and their struggles, and obviously, I would imagine that Cinemark isn't really, I mean, they're they're doing better financially than AMC, but they're still losing money. This this movie's already been made. They can't open it up. Everything I've read said they can't open it up unless it's in unless they make it unless it's in eighty percent of the studios. You've already mentioned that. The highlights being New York, LA, um, and where else? San Francisco. San Francisco. Those are the three biggest movie okay, markets. Yeah, yeah. You gotta have those markets. And if people aren't gonna come, they can't take the risk for this big of a budgeted film. Right. Um, so, I mean, Sacrificial Lamb, I mean, yes. Yes and no. I mean, it, 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 I there. I don't think, and, and everything, and, and the articles that I've read said that they're kind of, that they really didn't give a timeline. I kind of read between the lines and they kind of made it sound like they're kind of waiting and waiting to see mm-hmm. if things are going to be able to open up. Because they can't have this movie open up if no one's going to go. Right. And and having like you know we're going to talk about some theme parks opening up at 30 percent capacity, and certain per capacity, movie theaters and movies will not cut it with. I mean, even if it is opened in the social distancing environment, I don't know that that would be. It would it it, it would lessen. It would lessen the loss, but I think it would still be a loss is what I'm saying yeah. for, for movie theaters and for and for the studios. So, I mean, having social distancing, I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those things like do you stay in business even though you're losing money or, you know, because it pays some of the bills even though you're still going to be in debt and you're still going to be behind. Um, it's one of those things. I mean, I the movie looks great. I mean, we'll talk about it next week, but – I'm I'm super excited for it. I hope I get to see it in the theater. I'd love to see it with you. Um, I'd rather see it in the theater than I would be than I would rather see it at home. I mean, we talked about PVOD, um, but should they stick to the original timeline? No. I mean, if if they can't if they can't have you know and and, and everything will get pushed back. But we've already seen this happen with No Time to Die, with James Bond, with the 007 movie. They've delayed it um, and. I mean, we're talking. This this is a big property. They can't just put this on demand. This isn't this isn't trolls. Right. This isn't like a low ceiling, high floor kind of thing. This right. is this is the floor is high. The floor is very high. They got two hundred million dollars. It's you, you, they got to make money. Mm-hmm. And putting it straight to straight to PVOD isn't going to work. Yeah, that's not an option. And I and I don't think Christopher Nolan does have some sway in the studio. Uh, with Warner Brothers, and he's he's very much a champion. Of yeah, the he's a big experience. proponent of the company. He um, stuck with them. He stuck with them. And, and you know, while others are are other cinematic game changers are going to Netflix more and more, he's stuck to pretty much the studio role. That's cool. Um, yeah. But again, the idea with Tenet and social distancing—if that's the only theater, if that's the only film playing—you could have all fourteen screens showing Tenet. You would just have to spread out okay, each movie true, theater. True. But again, it's it's more of the idea. You can read a million polls, and I've looked at, you know, some polls are 
70% say they'd go back to theaters and the other poll it's 30% oh, say they go yeah, back to theaters and it's 50% are you know so I feel like it's going to be more down the middle so if Warner Brothers feels like and again they have that nice August spot for Wonder Woman they could just bump Wonder Woman back exactly you know I, I don't know then all of a sudden it makes Disney bump. the sacrificial lamb with Mulan I, I don't know it just becomes more and more Mulan? of a domino Mulan okay. uh, it just becomes more and more of a domino effect uh I don't know. I mean, I, this is a film that, that Joe's talked about, and it, it it's not going to go to PVOD. Uh, it's simply not going to make its money back, and, and it's not going to have the same theatrical cachet uh, with it. So um, trailer looks great, like I said. Like Joe mentioned, we'll talk about it next week. Should Warner Brothers go ahead? From a selfish perspective, I'm like, yeah, I want to go out and I want to see the movie. But from a personal perspective, it's... From a business perspective, it's not... You know, it's I, not, it, I don't it know. It would not be a wise decision. You know, we're not a political podcast. Half the country feels like it's ready to go and half the country feels like it's not. And it's not going to make money if only half the people are going That's to the movie true. theater. That's the and bottom line. That's the bottom line. So, so I, I mean... We'll see. We're, it's obviously a story that we're going to keep, keep looking to, at. To but, be honest, and I mean, this might be a topic for a different day and, and we might have spent too long on talking about this. But, all right. Um, I actually think Mulan would be the perfect type movie to get people to either go to PVOD or to get people to come back to the theaters because it's a known, because it's a known, it's a known product. It's a known, um, you know, IP. It's a known Disney. It's a known Disney. People have already gone to Lion King. They've already gone to Aladdin. They've already gone to the jungle book. They've already gone to Beauty and the Beast. So that would be, not necessarily a slam dunk, but your floor would be. I mean, and I and I don't know what the production. I don't know how Probably much it costs to produce, but it wouldn't be two hundred million. I would. I'll say this: if Tenet does not make its date and it moves to August, I could see Disney pulling the plug and either delaying Mulan or moving it to on demand. I don't think Disney will be first out of the gate. I just don't think they will. Um, but again. Well, that could all change. To someone's going to have to be. It's. It's. But I mean, I do agree with you. I could see it going to. I could see it going. I could see Mulan the, doing really well on PVO. Yes, I could. I not could not too. going to Disney Plus, going to on demand, and then eventually going to Disney. Yeah, Plus. I could see that. Um, yeah, they can't do it simultaneously. That would be stupid. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna run through a couple of news and notes. If you heard this news, that means we missed it in the past couple of weeks. We're just jumping on John Wick Four. It's late to twenty twenty two. This is mostly due to Keanu Reeves' schedule. Keanu Reeves was filming Matrix 4 in San Francisco, coincidentally. Yeah, I heard about that. Um, That's cool. And then he was going to go right after John Wick 4, or right, excuse me, right after Matrix 4, shoot John Wick 4. Um, but of course, when the pandemic subsides and when filming can resume, he will go back to filming Matrix. Uh, and also, Chad Stahelski, the director, who is Keanu Reeves' old stunt double in The Matrix, is working on The Matrix as well. Uh, so he is. Won't be available until Matrix is done. Uh, New Mutants. This is a film that I thought so would. I would, can't wait till we stop talking about this. It's uh, will be released Jesus. on August twenty eighth. Disney. This is interesting. I had a question mark about this a couple weeks ago. Amazon actually had a pre order button for New Mutants, which made a lot of people think, "Oh, they're going to drop it directly on demand." Uh, Amazon came out and said it's a mistake on our part. Uh, this was only if the theater had reached its April date, and then this would have been the time it would have been released on demand. The funny thing about that is that it didn't have a purchase order. It only had a rental button, which made people think, oh, it's going to be like Trolls. Release. But again, Disney came out afterwards and was like, no, we're releasing it in theaters. So I don't know. This film is just creating more and more uh, – not buzz is not the right word. It's creating – it's more and more intrigue that this film should have been released three years ago. And it's just still out there. I have there. zero intrigue so. in this movie. I just can't wait till we stop talking about it. Uh, not a Mission Impossible movie, but yeah. Tom Cruise and Elon Musk are going to make an action film in space. This does not mean okay. the film is set in space. This means they are actually going to space. Whatever that means and however they do it. Any interest okay. in seeing a movie in space that's not Mission Impossible? Uh, mildly. I mean, he kind of already did like a science fiction type movie with Oblivion. Okay. I think it was Oblivion with Morgan Freeman. Uh, I don't know. Uh, it, sound, it sounds that? right. It sounds it sounds familiar. And he also did. But I couldn't. But uh, it wasn't really in space. But anyway. 
Who knows? I don't. I Elon just Musk, feels excessive. I, yeah, I don't. I mean, this could be. There's no. This no, could be as bad as the mum as the mummy. I don't know. No studio attached. It's just Elon Musk putting up the money. <laughs> so who knows? Disney Plus is creating a national treasure TV series. This There's also sense. a third film in the series, also I in the have, works. I don't care about that. Don't know if Nicolas Cage would be attached to the Disney Plus series or just the movie. He or might, either he might one. yeah, but that that actually makes sense. I could see National Treasure being a TV series. I don't have any interest to watch. Did you it, like the Did you like the other ones? The, I the saw. Films? I liked the first one. I didn't like the second just, one. It was just more of the same, and it was redundant. Yeah, I, I shouldn't me, have asked that question. Me I'm and sorry. sequels, yes. Uh, New Zealand. Which is currently the homing location for Avatar and the Lord of the Rings Amazon show. And the Czech Republic, which is currently the home of the Mar- Disney Plus Marvel Falcon and Winter Soldier show, is going to reopen or has reopened for filming. So okay, certain cool. countries' I don't locations see that are. As being, well, what? Uh, we don't have to go into the politics. I think it's silly to. I mean, it's not like. This isn't something that's just isolated to one area. And obviously, if people are traveling from other places to New Zealand and Czech Republic, Mm -hmm. they're going to bring the virus with them. So it doesn't, I don't get it. Right. We're going to assume that they're all being tested and quarantined and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I just, I don't know. It's who knows. Again, some of this is just at a certain point. It's not like you're getting all actors and people from New Zealand and all actors and people from Czech Republic. Right. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. People that are coming from other places. Right. Anyway. Yeah. If certain this locations, this is big news for you, buddy. This next news right here: Hamilton filmed live on Broadway will arrive on Disney Plus on June third. This would this July third. July third. Excuse me. It arrives on Disney Plus over a year earlier than previously announced, and will skip the entire theatrical run. Yeah, are you stoked or what? Yeah, it's in time Fourth for Fourth of July weekend. Again, Disney paid seventy-five million dollars for this. And they're not even – they're skipping a theatrical release, which would have made some of their money back. Um, but again, for them right now, with, with revenue down all over, they need to find a way to get more cash now. And oh, I think – Oh, they're trying to get Disney Plus. They're trying to get more subscribers. And I think you know, there's a large pocket of Disney Plus subscribers that will watch this, obviously, like myself yeah. and yep. my parents. Yep. A lot of people who – But who, there will be people that – there are people that will potentially – sign up for the service because of this just for this <laughs> right well again the idea is that you sign up for a service yeah I know. and then you just find ways to keep it and yeah. you just get it's like a gym membership you go to the gym for the first week and then yeah. people just don't go to the gym but they just keep paying that recurring bill yeah. as it were uh some news that i have an article on fanboyplanet.com about bo-katan and Django fett join ahsoka tana in the mandalorian season okay. two okay yes now here's where i'm gonna be a stickler about your typos okay, okay. And this is because I know and I teach, I taught social studies for sixth grade. You wrote Ashoka Tana, okay? Right is now it, or later? Now. It okay. is not Ashoka Tana. It is Ahsoka Tano. How I say it or how I no, spell it? how you spelled it. It's Ahsoka Tano. Not Ashoka Tana. So I've mentioned this before on more than one occasion. So I, I spelled it wrong or I no, said it wrong? No. You said Ahsoka Tana. Ahsoka Tana. Right? Ahsoka Tana. It's Tano. Is that how you say it? Or that's, that's how it's written. Okay, but you say it Ahsoka Tana. Okay, but I'm saying it's not Ashoka. You wrote Ashoka. That's how you spell it, though. No, that's not how you spell it. So, I looked it up. Okay, so how do I spell it's it, then? It's A-H-S-O-K-A. Okay, so that's what I asked you. Did I spell it wrong or did I say it wrong? So I spelled it wrong. Then. Yes, you okay. spelled it wrong. Great. So, Bo-Katan and Jango Fett are joining Ahsoka Tana in The Mandalorian Season 2. Bo-Katan is in Rebels. Uh, Jango Fett is, of course, the son of Boba Fett. Um, So, they will appear in The Mandalorian Season 2. This feels more and more just like like Ahsoka uh, getting on The Mandalorian Season 2. That the live-action, the animated universe is becoming the live-action universe. Trans, trans, it's a... Jumping right, so Dave Filoni, who who was basically George Lucas 2.0, uh, created Rebels and created Clone Wars, is kind of co-creating the Mandalorian with Favreau. Nice. Um, Star Wars fans will love that. Yeah, I mean, he's Clone Wars is a big hit. Yeah. So, um, I, you know, Mandalorian season one is great, but again, it's mostly new characters. So as they get more and more old characters in, um, you think it'll dilute the product? 
dilute. Maybe. I mean, it's just it's going to change the narrative. But maybe there's a grand scheme of everything. Uh, we'll see. Disney is going to make a live-action version of Hercules. This is one of Joe's. You like this movie, I right? I love this movie. It's one of my favorites. But you, uh, anyway. The Russo you, Brothers. You asked, you, asked me that, you asked us on a previous podcast. Um, we never got to it. Who would be your dream casting be? Do you I mean, have one down? Yes, I, I do. Anything. Go ahead and read it I wrote, uh, it's got to be, it's got to be Thor. Oh, Hemsworth? Hemsworth. He can take his shirt off and everything. That's a good one. Can he sing, though? I don't know if he can sing. That's true. Do you have Danny DeVito still in it? Good, <laughs> I, right? I love Danny DeVito. He's Who so would you have as the, I think I put down like Bill Hader or something like that as like the villain as Hades. Um No. I don't know, someone over the top, like a Jim Carrey type of thing, but no. he just did that for Sonic, though. So I don't know. I know, but I, yeah. I it would mean, be like, I have to be an over the top villain. I, for, I, I forget who was, the, who was the guy in the animated one? It's James Woods. James Woods. But he wouldn't, yeah. he, he wouldn't get James Woods to do it. No, I know, but he was great. Yeah, yeah. he was But great. I can't see Bill Hader being an evil guy. I don't know. I mean, it's a Disney villain. It's not like over, I don't know. I, I was just thinking. We'll see. Anyway. No, Chris Hemsworth for sure. That's a great. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I actually thought you Evans can. for a second though, because I know he can sing a little bit. But Hemsworth probably has the better yeah, look for it though. Chris Hemsworth. They're just yeah, bulky. They're just yeah. good-looking guys. But Hemsworth probably looks more of the part. So it's yeah, a good I call. guess I don't. Tom anyway. Hanks is Greyhound, which was originally going to be distributed theatrically by Sony. Will instead go directly to Apple TV Plus. Is this now? I know this wasn't going to be like a huge hit, but this is star power. This is Tom Hanks, and this is Sony. This is not. This is not. Uh, what was the other company that we were talking about? Was it wasn't Sony? Was it? Were you talking about like Warner's or no? No, about uh, Scooby and uh, yeah, Warner's is Scoob and and uh, and and Trolls Universal. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So here's another company that's jumping ship. Uh, yeah, I mean, there, there's this to me is a bigger story. Why do you think it's a bigger story? Because it's a, because uh, is, is 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 AMC going to come out and rip Sony for bypassing the theater again? Like, uh, I don't know if they. I mean, I haven't read that they are. No, but I'm just saying. Like, it's, we talked about this before. Once one studio does this, I don't think they're releasing it. They're not releasing it PVOD like to make money off it. They're, they essentially oh, sold it like yeah, as like they sold it to like Netflix Sorry, or Apple TV saying. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Greyhound, Tom Hanks. It's is not a, going to PVOD. It's right. going to Apple Plus. Yeah. Apple so TV. TV, Tom Hanks. Are you going to get this? Are you going to get this? Because we, we, we have. Because we, we just yeah. have it? We have Apple TV Plus. Um, the movie hasn't come out yet. I want to I'll it. watch it when it I comes wanna, out, I though. See Especially it. that I have it for free for a year. Yeah, because we bought new iPhones, by the way. Uh, Tom Hanks, a star, but Greyhound probably not going to be a massive no, theatrical no, film. But it looks cool. But I think it looks cool. Apple is like in desperate need of content, so they, you know, a smart oh, buy. You mean, run, you mean C isn't cutting it for them? They they just they don't have a backlog. I mean, because now that we have Apple TV Plus, I'm looking through their catalog. And they only have their original shows. They don't have a back. They don't have oh, old titles. They don't yeah, have they old don't have movies. Classics. They don't they have don't anything. Have, yeah, yeah. Uh, like Netflix. Yeah, Netflix originals are great, but they have Everything all this else. backlog of category. HBO Max has a massive backlog of category. That's true. Apple TV has nothing. So Apple TV just needs to get. They either need to get they a do, backlog, they or they need, need to buy stuff. They need to buy a studio. So, and they also have the Banker, that movie that you mentioned a while ago with Samuel L. Jackson and Anthony Mackie. Oh yeah, that's on Apple TV we should Plus. Watch that. Yeah, it's on Apple TV Plus. That's on Apple TV you, Plus do now. Do we have Apple TV Plus? Did you sign up for it once you got? Yeah, the I signed iPhone? up for it. Yeah. Okay, you have to you have to let me have your login. That'd well, you cool. have your own login because you got a phone too. I know, but that's if I sign up, and then after you don't sign up, you have to cancel it. Well, Otherwise, after they a year, you. that's all right. We can get into that later. Anyway, we have a couple of new Netflix trailers. Netflix, Netflix trailers. Spike Lee, fresh off his first Academy Award for Black Klansman. He's moving to Netflix also, another prestige Wait, filmmaker. What? what? He got an Academy Award for that? He best original screenplay. Oh, oh okay. Or best adapted screenplay. Uh, he is moving to Netflix just like his buddy sure. Marty Scorsese sure. for his new film to Five Bloods, starring Chadwick Boseman. Any interest in this Not film? Not really. I watched the trailer. It's look it didn't look that good. Why didn't it look that good to you? It just didn't like, didn't grab it's you? Like, it's like it's like going back to Vietnam. It's like mm-hmm. Based on a true story, right? Inspired by... I think it is. I don't know. It's just... 
Okay. It just didn't. It didn't. It didn't resonate with me. I mean, it. it I don't know. Hopefully, like, like uh, it has Chadwick Boseman in it. I mean, right. but it's just it. It's like it's like shot. I mean, maybe that's part of the allure of the film, but it's like uh-huh. shot in like an old style. Right. Like it, it's 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 very much a throwback film to like uh-huh. all the like the and it's weird because they'll show they show like a scene where people are dancing in like a club and there's like an apocalypse now thing in the background. Right. That's what it kind of reminded me of. Right. You know, it didn't look like. I mean, so it doesn't. I don't didn't know. do it for it you. Didn't do it for me. What about this next one? Netflix oh, is Space Force. John Malkovich, Office Two Point Space, and uh, Steve Carell looks looks really funny. Steve Carell and in, in I this, might give this a chance. This might be the one new show that I give a chance. On really, it's, it's from Greg funny. Daniels, who who of course did the American version of The Office. This looks funny. Uh, reteaming with it's Steve really Carell. Funny. It's uh, it, it I like John Malkovich. Great. He's funny. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I've already I've already logged it in as a show to they'll show oh, up on my on list. Wish list or whatever. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm excited for it. it comes Brand out at the Q. end of May. Okay. Uh, general discussion. Um, this is something that a bunch of people have brought up. It's not been confirmed by either party that one is interested it's or not. Speculation. A lot of speculation. There are insider reports and stuff like that. A lot of businesses, as Joe's mentioned before, are obviously hurting right now during the pandemic. One of those is movie theaters. Specifically, AMC, who of course put in a lot of capital to investing for the future and renovating their theaters. One business that is not struggling at all is Amazon. Should Amazon buy AMC, Joe? One word? One word answer? Whatever makes it easy no. for you. Can you give no. me a reason why? Okay. As anybody who knows Amazon knows that they're doing really well, business is great. Um, they bought Whole Foods. What else did they, I don't know if they bought it. What else did they buy? Did they buy bought a bunch of little things. Yeah, Whole Foods they, is their biggest. But they bought Whole so Foods. Yeah. Okay, is, was Whole Foods a floundering, struggling business? No, I don't think no, so. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Right. It wasn't on its way out. Or right. It wasn't like struggling. Right. I'm not going to say that movie theaters on the way out. But I just don't see this as being a profitable long-term enterprise for me. I'm not a business guy. Mm -hmm. I don't run multi-billion dollar companies, but this is just my opinion. I don't see the future. We've talked about this before on this podcast. The future of movie theaters is very much in doubt in terms – and not just because of the pandemic, but just in general. We were talking about movies who – you know, movie theaters are losing business. That's why they're upgrading all their. That's why they're. That's why they're doing more uh, plush um, cosmetic things to movie theaters to make them seem more appealing, because they're losing money. Um, I don't know that this is a, that this would be a good investment for Amazon. I mean, you could see. Well, they could make it better. They have the potential to make it better. But did they necessarily make Whole Foods better? No. Whole Foods was already good to begin with. There's a, there was a niche market and now it's just exploded because you can combine both companies. They can have they can, they can deliveries. Have, they can have deliveries. They can, it, yeah, everything makes sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know that Amazon matches well with AMC. I just – I mean they have the capital to do it. I'm sure they do. But I right. just – I don't see it as being a good fit. Interesting. Yeah, I, I don't That's know. Just me. I don't know. Like I don't I'm I'm not of the opinion that movie theaters are a dinosaur and they're gonna go extinct. But I am of the opinion that they are endangered. <laughs> right. So they're I near and near extinction. Yeah, I I and I mean maybe this is the kind of shot in the arm that they need. Mm-hmm. But again, this is just speculation. We don't know for sure. But I just I I I saw Whole Food. I, I didn't see the whole home delivery food the food delivery kind of thing. I didn't see that because I know it. That's crazy popular. Yeah, um, all over, or at least in this area anyway. Because I know I know I know especially other Whole Foods. now too. I know other Whole Foods that are just crazy busy. You get they have like half the parking lot is devoted to Amazon deliveries. The Amazon delivery parking spots. It's right. crazy, but I just. I mean, yeah, they could they make it better? Maybe, but I just – we've talked about this before on this podcast. You know, like I said, movies are losing business. They're getting more and more um, 
special. They're getting less specialized. They're focusing more on the big budget, big market films, the Marvel films, the Disney films, Star Wars, things like that. You know, there's less of a demand for the niche films. I mean, one of the films that comes to mind that I thought was a great film that I really enjoyed that nobody saw and it was in and out in two weeks was Motherless Brooklyn. Like, I liked that movie. I thought it was great. But, I mean, nobody was there and it got in and out. I mean, and then you've got the massive flops of Dark Phoenix. I just... Right. I mean, we talked about... We just talked about Tenant. I mean, they can't have that same... I mean, Tenant won't be Dark Phoenix in terms of its quality. I get that. But the bottom line is the dollars and cents. And if you don't get the dollars and cents for Tenant... I, I I don't know. That's just that's just my thoughts. I just don't feel that it would be a long term lucrative investment. I don't know. What do you think? I mean, Amazon is a movie studio as well, so in theory, this could be a way for them to push out their films. But just like any of their products, they serve, they they sell, they they are a third party licensor as well. So they would need third parties to like your other major studios to kind of fall in line. Uh, if Amazon was the main distributor in terms of AMC and owning the majority of the theaters, they could independently push up the theatrical window possibly, which could get other studios involved, which could be a lifeline for theaters, right? I mean, if Universal's demand is 30 days versus oh, 90 this, days. You're saying this could be a revolutionary it, it change could, I mean, it, it could because, because Amazon is – what does Amazon own? What movie company do they own? Just on Amazon. They just own Amazon Studios. Oh. They own like Amazon. Fi- so, they own, you know, the, their own streaming service. Streaming service own, like Netflix. They have yeah, but they have their they have their own movies coming out. They release as well. Right? Okay, yeah, so I can't, I can't, it's, yeah. It's just nothing in the theater. Yeah, yeah. I and some like Honey Boy's gone to theaters and Beautiful Boy and stuff like that. Those okay. have gone to theaters. Um, yeah, but, I mean, yeah, that's a good that's a good point. This could be this could be the potential change that the company needs in a in a positive direction right. that the movie theaters need and the, and and movies in general need yeah i don't know i mean yeah, it's, it's make a, a good point it's uh it's a topic that we are going to continue to look at uh, if tenet doesn't make that release date in july um i don't know more and more theaters are going to be in trouble uh so we'll see what happens uh we have not given any recommendations this month joe and this is the last part of the month so it's kind of a free for all. So any sure. as many recommendations as you have. I only have one recommendation, so I can go whenever you like. I can go first. Is it, I can the, go one, uh, is it the one that I wrote down? Do you think? Uh, I doubt it. Okay, go ahead. Then go ahead. Uh, it's a TV recommendation uh, in honor of the season finale airing ten years ago. I wrote down Lost. Uh, <laughs> I am rewatching Lost right now. It's uh, for the first time I'm rewatching it. It's incredibly fascinating. Uh, from J.J. Abrams, uh, who, of course, has done a whole bunch of other stuff. Damon Lindelof, who stayed in TV, done Leftovers, done Watchmen, stuff like that. Uh, it's an incredibly fascinating show. Um, very A lot of different dynamics. I'm on season two, so some of it is still catching up. Like I know how the show ends, but there's so many characters and there's so many subplots and there's so many mysteries that I don't remember everything. Uh, it very much is kind of like a puzzle piece, the show. Uh, and at the end, not all the pieces fit. Uh, and again, the ending is somewhat controversial because it doesn't satisfy everyone's desires of every single character. And it's not a raply neat ending package. But uh, as we saw with Game yeah. of Thrones, a raply neat package may not be the best. Yeah. Either. I mean, I yes, we can have a different discussion about that, too. But I mean, I think Lost... Lost works in that sense because it was never a nice and neat package. Like it was always right. And I think people wanted it to be a clear ending at the end to wrap it all up. And the show was never about being clear and neat and coherent. Like it was always about pulling on new threads and some of the threads don't work out. And that's similar with Westworld and that, yeah. And that could be frustrating that some of the threads that you think are going somewhere don't work out. But, um, yeah, the show is on Hulu now. It originally aired on ABC. It's six seasons. It's a lot of episodes, like 125 episodes. I'm only on season two. Um, it's a fascinating show. Um, it's the first show that kind of really got me on the J.J. Abrams train. Um, and I only watched the last couple seasons live, like in real time. 
I watched the first four series, four seasons, like binge watched it on the summer. And I was like, next episode, next episode, next episode. Then I had to watch it like in real time. And I had to wait like a week for every new episode. And that was frustrating because it's built on the suspense. It's built on the cliffhanger. Um, But yeah, not really a ton of stars to come out of the show. Uh, Evangeline Lilly may be the biggest star to break out, who of course was in The Hobbit. And now she's in the MCU. Um, But a lot of good acting, a lot of good character actors. Um, won the Emmy, I think, two times for best uh, series. One of the most iconic shows. Anytime you read a list of greatest TV shows, it'll be up there with, you know, The Wire and The Sopranos and stuff like that. Lost will be kind of right there as well. Uh, so Lost is a show that I wrote, aired on ABC from 2004 to 2010. It's on Hulu now. All right. Well, I put this down. We've been watching it. Uh, I don't know if we've recommended it yet. We might have. No. Um and that is The Last Dance. Uh, great show. I, I, I very much um, – I have – I don't want to say – well, yes, yes and no. Uh, I, I was very much a part of the – or very much involved in the Bulls' title runs in 96, 97, and 98. I was very I, – I recorded them on VHS. I was – without going into why I – my, my current feelings about Michael Jordan, um, it was very much a, a time where I was watching basketball frequently. I was very much a fan. So, I mean, watching this – watching this, uh, this document – quasi-documentary docuseries um, has been really like a walk down memory lane for me. Um, I remember all the players. I remember – well, not all the players. I remember a lot of the players. I remember a lot of the stories. I remember a lot of the, the outcomes, obviously. Um, it's it's a great series. I love the fact that it's – you know, it's it, it, it's interesting because it was produ- – it was it, – it was work – it was created in conjunction with Michael Jordan, obviously. So it's kind of interesting that he, that he doesn't mind the – the topics, you know, he, he, he very much, um, it seems like he tackles them head on. Like he doesn't shy away from them. There are people, there's, there's an author on there who wrote a kind of a controversial book around about him. There's people who, you know, may or may not have spoke ill about him, but it's got a lot of, it's got a lot of good interviews. I feel, um, it, it really kind of captures, all sides. I mean, yes, it's more so about the pro, the good Michael Jordan, but there is some hint. There is some kind of, uh, you know, soft spots in the armor that make it seem like he's not infallible. Um, so yeah, I, it's, it's, it's a great series. I haven't finished it yet. We're on what, episode six. Yeah. We just watched episode six. We just watched episode we're not, six. We're not watching in real time. Yeah. We're not watching him in real time. Um, we're watching. We are watching about one a week, but we're we're we're, we're a bit behind. Um, obviously, the series ended last week. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it's a great series so far. I'm excited to see the ending and see how it wraps it up. Um, yeah, a lot of good interviews. It's just great. It's got it's got authors. It's got you know coaches. It's got president, former presidents on it. It's got you know it. it, it it, it, it really, I think, does a good job capturing one of the most iconic athletes in the history of sports. Um, so, yeah, it's great. The Last Dance. Um, I also wrote down a, a, a movie recommendation. I didn't have a book recommendation this time, but I wrote down a movie recommendation. We're going to talk about um, uh, a star, a certain star. Can, can I say it? I guess I don't want to tease it and not say. I don't know what you're saying. Okay, we're going to talk about a top the top five films for Russell Crowe. This film didn't make my top five, but I wanted to include it in an honorable mention, and I didn't really want to say honorable mentions, so okay. I put it on my recommendation. This is a film by Michael Mann. It came out in 1999, kind of under the radar. I think I don't. I mean, I I don't even remember this movie coming out. I just eventually saw it on Netflix and I was like, wow, this is an amazing movie. It has a 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's a great movie. It's got Al Pacino in it, Russell Crowe. It's called The Insider. It's about the uh, kind of – it was based off of a story that came out in some magazine or some newspaper 
about big tobacco. This is back when, you know, the the <clears throat> the, the rave was about how to, how cigarettes cause cancer and how there was a lot of there was a lot of not pushback, but there's a lot of you know obviously tobacco has a lot of money and they can spend money promoting science and right. things like that, that to say that their products are not deadly. So that was that was all the rave back then, and I remember that. You know, there were still smoking sections in California, in uh, when you go to restaurants, which was interesting. You could smoke on a plane, <laughs> right? You know. Um, but anyway, this was very much, I guess, a movie of that time. There was an article about it. It's it, it, it's a great movie. It's very riveting. Um, it's just about like kind of a insi- the insider quote unquote, uh, is like a guy who worked for big tobacco or something like that. And he has some stories and secrets to spill. So it's, it's a great movie. I got to watch it again, but yeah, 1989, the insider, Michael Mann, Al Pacino, Russell Crowe. Okay. It's a good recommendation. Uh, we got a a couple June TV streaming, uh, previews that we're going to talk, that you're going to touch on. Yeah. No, no films to preview, obviously. So we're, we're jumping into the streaming stuff. Uh, Agents of Shield, right? No, Agents of Shield is is May. Yeah, it's, it's coming May. out okay. soon or next week in May. Um, so the twelfth, we have Artemis Fowl is being released on Disney Plus. Yep, yep, yep. Um, also on the twelfth on Hulu, it's Crossing Swords. It's from the creators of Robot Chicken. I don't know anything about it. It is supposed to be stop motion claymation. It's supposed to cool. They describe it as uh, Robot Chicken meets Game of Thrones. That is what it is being described I don't as. Care. Uh, 612 is also the date of The Five Bloods on Netflix. Okay. Same date, Universal has another PVOD coming out. Okay. King of Staten Island. It's the Pete Davidson uh, led movie. Uh, Judd Apatow's directing it. Judd Apatow is known for like 40 year old virgin and stuff like that. Pete Davidson from SNL. Again, this will be interesting to see, not because I'm overly interested in the film. But you're interested in the outcome see how of it the does financial, again. Financial. Yeah, this is not trolls. This is not a family friendly film. This is going to be an R rated comedy to see kind of how it works out. Uh, trolls very much hit a lot of the nice little check marks for Universal during the pandemic. Family friendly franchise, all that stuff. This hits none of those buttons. So we'll see if it does anywhere near the same type of numbers. My guess yep. is it won't. Fourteenth. Uh, this may interest Joe. Uh, ESPN is unloading a bunch of thirty for thirties. They're doing one now for Lance. Lance Armstrong. Lance Armstrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's coming out in May. Is it, is it just a one episode, or it's is a, it? It's a double parter. It's two parts. But on the fourteenth, there's a new one, uh, thirty for thirty, long gone summer. Uh, it's about the 1998 summer of baseball. Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa. Mm, they're that'd be cool. both. Uh, they're that would both, be cool. That would be cool to see. They're both interviewed. That was very I don't much, know. That was very much my time too. Of, Watching baseball, absolutely. Don't know how much they go into the steroid use and stuff like that, um, but they are both interviewed. You see them both on the preview. They're both being interviewed, Mark talking McGuire about the summer. And Sammy Sosa. Yeah. So, nice. but my guess is they have to at least touch on the subject of steroids. Um, but who knows? Uh, the twenty first, there's a new HBO show, Perry Mason, which is yeah. based on the old uh, detective series. Stars Matthew Reese. Yeah, it's who's on. Uh, doesn't look good, or just doesn't interest you. The, I like the old one. With you uh, watched Perry Mason. My dad watched it. Oh. I grew up watching a couple episodes. It has an iconic. I've uh, never seen it. I didn't know. It has it's an iconic school. soundtrack to it. Cool. It had uh, I forget his name. I have no idea. Simon who was Burr or whatever. Somebody. The I guy. I don't know. He was in both. He was in like the 1970s one, the black and white one, mm. and then he was in a remake later where he was older and he had a big beard and everything. Uh, I've never seen any of him. Yeah, Matthews. Matt, Matt, Matthew Reese. Matthew Reese. Matthew Reese. on the in, Americans. He was um, on, he was on, uh, uh, me, he was in the, he was in, um, yeah. Won't You Be My Neighbor. Yeah, won't, no. Was it Won't You Be My Neighbor? Yeah, I can't remember if that's the name of the documentary. Uh, yeah. Whatever, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, whatever. The Mr. Rogers movie with, with Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks. Yeah. Can't, yeah, I don't know what it's called. Uh, 625, the second season of Doom Patrol is coming to both HBO Max and DC Universe. I'm still interested to see what's going to happen with DC Universe because HBO Max is coming and they're promoting all their DC stuff. Doom Patrol is by far and away DC Universe's most high-profile and well-reviewed show, and they are putting it simultaneously on HBO Max. It's no longer a DC Universe exclusive, so 
will eventually DC Universe just fold? Because I'd like Probably. that to happen. Because I'd like all that other content to go on. Uh, 625, Twilight Zone Season 2, CBS All Access. This is the Jordan Peele show. show. Season 1 was on CBS All Access. CBS All Access, I don't know anyone that owns CBS All Access except for a couple people, and they're mostly watching it for all the Star Trek content. That's basically Picard or Discovery or stuff like that. That's basically the main driver of of content. Um, And then the last one is 626. This is not going to interest Joe. Or me necessarily, but it's going to be a lot of people. Uh, Disney Plus is having another making of show. It's going to be Into the Unknown, making of Frozen Two. Um, so I actually that doesn't interest you. I, I like you watch the other ones. I liked you watch the other making of. I like yeah, I like the Mandalorian one. Um, and no, I, I mean, you watch like the behind the scenes of all the creators and things like that. You of the that? Mandalorian, yeah, that's no, what we're no, talking no, about. No, no, not the Mandalorian. No. It was like it was on Disney Plus. It was like. It wasn't the making of. It was like the the producers and the and the artists and the behind the scenes thing. You watched that, didn't you? I don't know what you're talking about. I could have. I don't. I don't. There's only the only the only show that I know of that's like a behind the scenes one is The Mandalorian right now. There wasn't like a behind the scenes, but okay. It was maybe it was about Disneyland and Disney parks, like the Imagineering story. Yeah, the Imagineering yeah, story. Yeah. I watched that. Yeah, watch that. Yeah, it's great. But you don't really care about the making of necessarily. Not really. And I liked Frozen too. Like I'll admit that I saw the movie in theaters. That's fine. But it wasn't like. But I mean, I'm not. You know. Odd. It wasn't like. Wasn't mind blowing. But yeah, it was fine. But I liked the behind the scenes of the Mandalorian. Oh, okay. So. Uh, biggest news we got this week, at least to me, by to far you. and away, uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League is coming to HBO Max in 2021. Let's give a little background on this. Uh, Zack Snyder, of course, director of Man of Steel and BVS, um, was directing Justice League. He had to exit the filming of Justice League due to a personal tragedy. His daughter, uh, his oldest daughter, had committed suicide, uh, sadly. So he left production of Justice League. Warner's hired Joss Whedon to come in to finish filming. Um, and basically, according to almost everybody involved, changed the entire tone of the film, changed the way the film looked. Um, so when you see Justice League, it is very much feels like two different tones, two different films. One is very much, for lack of a better phrase, very marvelly. It's very fun. It's very light. And one is very BVS Man of Steel. It's very dark. It's very grounded, very kind of the environment that Zack Snyder set up. A lot of people hate it. A lot of people love these characters. Um, and a lot of people wanted to see that, that Zack Snyder, uh, cut, uh, people started demanding it right away. Zack Snyder himself has said he's never seen a full cut of the one that's in theaters. I don't know if I believe that or not. Um, this kind of came to a head two years ago at Comic-Con. A bunch of protesters had multiple planes fly over, uh, said release the Snyder cut. Last year, 2019. Well, how would they release the Snyder Cut if he hasn't completed it? Is what I'm saying. Well, that's we're going to get to okay, that. Okay, okay. Um, and then last year, about a year ago or so, um, or 20, uh, I'm losing the dates now, but all the main members of the cast, all six members of Justice League, all tweeted release the, release the Snyder Cut on the same day. It was a coordinated effort. Even Affleck did it um, after kind of in conjunction with some fans. Uh, HBO Max is giving Zack Snyder twenty to thirty million dollars to go in and refinish finish all the CGI. There's potentially going to be some reshoots. There's potentially going to be some voice work added in. Uh, this is going to be uh, maybe I'll give it a look. Yeah, I mean it's supposed to be kind of a, it, it's a whole. Awful. You haven't seen you haven't seen BVS the the the, the director's cut. It's so much better. Um, so this what do you is. Mean? He did BVS. So there's BVS, which is the theatrical release, and then the BVS, which is the extended cut, which is like 45 minutes more. And it well, really, I don't want to watch 45 minutes more crap because it makes more sense of the story. Like, and that's why a lot of people want it. That's this is going to be a potentially three to four hour thing. They're talking about making it a episodic Watchmen. thing. Um, they're talking about he's talking about making it six different episodes of 45 minutes. Again, to draw out viewership, right? They don't just want to release it one date and have okay. people sign up okay. and then cut out. Uh, I think this is a massive story. Joe doesn't seem to be overly no, interested in I it. I just – you're right. Maybe I'll give BVS another look. Is it on something? I mean I own the extended cut for BVS. Is that what you mean? Yeah. 
I just, I don't know. I just thought it was so bad. Like, Ben Affleck is... Ben Affleck is by far and away the best part of BBS. Okay. Um, okay. Tell me why Ben Affleck was bad in Batman. Anyway, we don't have to get into I'm this. just curious. Says the guy who doesn't like Man of Steel. Okay. And that was a Zack Snyder film. Okay. But he loves BBS, apparently. I didn't say I love... I think it makes a lot more he's sense. He's so... He's so Why? chomping at the bit to see Zack Snyder's Justice League, which was an abomination. The first one was an abomination. Did you see Justice League? I don't have to. Okay. Uh, so, Man of Steel, good movie. Not great. It okay. very much strays away from the comic Who version. Who cares? Again, that is my criticism of it, Joe. You don't have to attack me for my criticism, especially if you haven't sure seen. Sure especially if you haven't seen the other films that we're I even saw BBS. About. It was awful. Okay. It was so bad. Tell me about it. Well, it was bad, Joe. Give me an actual opinion. Don't just yell at me. Go ahead. What do you mean, just go ahead? No, we don't have to discuss this further. There's no point in me going into it. Ben Affleck is... He didn't sell me. It was a stupid story to begin with. Mm-hmm. It was silly. Batman doesn't stand a chance against Superman for any reason or any stretch yeah. of the imagination. It was stupid. The entire thing was stupid. It reminded me of Alien vs. Predator. It's like nobody cares. It's okay. a horror film. Yes, I get that. Like I get Alien I get Alien vs. Predator. I get that. But I don't get Batman vs. Superman. It's just stupid. It's a dumb concept. Right. Because right. one's an alien and one's not. Right? Because it's... Because it's a horror... Because Alien vs. Superman... Alien vs. Because it's not a real fight. Right? Because Superman could just yes. crush him. Yes. Yeah. It would be stupid. So you're more against the concept or you're more against the product both both. You just both. Didn't like both ben affleck just <laughs> it was a ripoff of the dark knights of the whole dark knight trilogy it was stupid okay i loved man of steel i loved yeah. everything about it yeah. i love it more than you apparently that's and, okay and and i thought it was a great film and it didn't need a sequel but i i don't know it's just it's just cheesy uh-huh. Batman versus Superman. Like, oh, yeah, let's just get these two villains from DC fighting each other. Ooh, that would be cool. I mean, it had great acting. It had, it had or aside from Ben Affleck, it had Jesse Eisenberg as as as, as Joker, which was cool. Lex Luthor, right? Not Joker. Sorry. That's okay. I get a mixed up. That's all right. Not Joker. Lex, Lex Luthor, which was cool. Yeah. I thought he was good. This was off of uh, the social network, mm-hmm. or after the social network. But I just, you know, it's got Amy Adams. She was good. I like Henry Cavill, mm-hmm. but I just, I mean, if you're going to kill him, kill him. He shouldn't come back. Like, I don't. Oh, you're talking about like for Justice yeah, League? it's just. Ugh. Anyway. Okay. Fair enough. I'd love to hear more, but I don't want to upset you though, so. Maybe I'll give the extended cut, the director's cut, uh, uh, a watch. I just don't know why they, that's just something else that drives me nuts too. If you want to put the director's cut Put the director's cut. I, I, there's no reason to sell an additional product. Like, just put it at the beginning. Like, if it's a theatrical release, show the version that's the best. I don't right. get it. I mean, some of that is studio-driven, right? They, they feel like it could be too dark or it's too long. If it's too long, they can't show the film as many times. It makes less money. Okay. It's just little things like that. All right, like well, maybe that. I'll give it a go. Maybe you could take it down and so, watch it sometime. It's right there, buddy. Feel free anytime. I don't want to go through your stuff. I'm giving you permission. Anyway. Anyways, uh, we're not going to talk about Zack Snyder Cut anymore because it's apparently making Joe upset uh, for some reason, even though I think it's massive news. Again, I think the fandom, uh, yeah, everyone social loves gathering. Yeah, loves Zack Snyder, but yeah. you apparently didn't like Man of Steel. So I just – and that was a Zack Snyder film. It was an okay film. It wasn't great. It, didn't, it was an awesome film. Okay, Joe, that's great that you had, had that Hans opinion. Hans Zimmer as the soundtrack. It had right. Russell Crowe. It had Hans Zimmer as the score of BBS. Like, yeah, that's okay. That was, that was the only thing that was any good. You just said the other actors were good. You just said Jesse Eisenberg was good. Joe, <laughs> Go on. you got to stay consistent on a point <laughs> here, bud. Yeah, you're making me look like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you're doing that to yourself. Oh, okay. Uh, we're going to move okay. on then before okay. Joe gets any more trouble. Yeah, sure. Um... I don't it's know. okay. At least I can spell ah- Ahsoka Tano correctly. Yeah, I, you're absolutely right. I spelled it wrong. Apparently, it's I spelled not it wrong. Ashoka. Yeah, it's Ahsoka Tano. I spelled okay. it wrong. That's 100. My, I'm sure I spelled it wrong before. Yeah. Uh, great. I'm glad we got that out of the way. Uh, go check out my article on FanboyPlanet.com. Yes, please. Um, I think it's a massive thing. It won't be coming to HBO Max until 2021. 
I don't expect there to be spinoffs or the story to continue from this point on. I think DC's moved on. But I think this is a big, potentially, selling point for the service. Okay, cool. Right? A lot of people want it, so... What do you mean? HBO Max? People would want HBO Max anyway. Well, they want the Snyder Cut, so if you've been demanding... No, but I'm saying, like, I, I'm i interested in having HBO Max yeah. just because of all HBO shows are good. Right. And you're going to watch The Wire, and that's great. I want to check out The Wire. I want to check out The Wire. And, but uh, I'm saying, if you are someone who tweeted, released the Snyder Cut, and you oh, made a big yeah. deal about it, they're doing this for you, so you subscribe to HBO Max, so don't pirate it. Don't not watch it. Don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. like... Go out and do it. Warner yeah. Brothers is not spending twenty to thirty million dollars just so people can watch it for free. Yeah. They're doing it because they want you to subscribe to their service. Yeah. So go out and subscribe to their service, even if that means waiting until it comes out. Cool. Um, so there's that. I will obviously watch the Snyder Cut when it comes out. I'll let you know how that is. We're gonna rank Russell Crowe's top five films. Interesting actor. Uh, good actor. Um, done some good TV work recently. Uh, but he is most known as a film actor. He's won some awards. He's won two awards. He's won two awards. Best actor, back to back. Yes. So let's jump in. Let's just go alternate. I'll go first, Joe. Uh, number five for me is American Gangster. Oh, shoot. You forgot that one? I did. Every every week it's something new. With it is. It is every week. Oh, I'm taking this off then. All right, uh, I'll, I'll I'll put American. I'll put uh, okay. Hang on, that's all right. Give me thirty seconds. Number four okay. oh, for no, me. No, no. Number five. Okay, number five for me is Three Ten to Yuma. Okay. It came out in two thousand seven. It has Christian Bale, Ben Foster, and Logan Lerman and Russell Crowe. Um, obviously, it was a remake of an older film. I didn't see the older film, so I don't have anything to compare it to. I thought it was a great film. Um, Russell Crowe plays a great role in it. He plays the head antagonist. Um, I thought the the chemistry between him and and uh, Christian Bale was great. Um, great film. Came out in 2007. I, I liked it. Me personally, okay. I liked it. Good. I'm glad you liked it. I'm not going to attack All you right. for right. any of your opinions, okay. Joe. Okay. Number four is Cinderella Man for me. That was on your list. Wow. That was on my great, list, yeah. Great. Go ahead, Joe. All right, number four for me, I had to shimmy it in there, was American Gangster. It has Denzel Washington. And again, the chemistry between him and um, between Russell Crowe and Denzel Washington was great. Um, this, is, this, is, this, is, this is a really good film. And again, the director's cut, extended cut, whatever you want to call it. Um, I, don't, I don't choose to buy these things. It's just whatever, whatever they sell it. They sell it how they sell it. Um, the director's cut for American Gangster is much better. So. Yeah, the director's cut is longer. It goes into obviously there's some uncut. There's some um, more extended that scenes that explain what's going on. There's an there's an extended kind of ending to the film where you kind of see like Russell Crowe and uh, Denzel kind of working together, um, which is interesting. But uh, yeah, Denzel's great in it. it this, he's 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 awesome. We should do a Denzel thing. Okay, we'll do um, Denzel next week then. But uh, yeah, American Gangster, great film. Russell Crowe's great in it. Okay, number three is Master and Commander, Far Side of the World. Okay, all right. Okay. Number three for me is Cinderella Man, 2005, Ron Howard, Renee Zellweger, and Paul Giamatti in Russell Crowe. I think it's a great film. I love it. I've read, the, I've read, uh, I've read a book about it. It's an amazing story. Um I yeah, just Russell Crowe was great in it. I, I I was very touched and moved by his performance. Takes place around the Great Depression, and kind of seeing like a hero fall and then come back. I I it's a redemption story. I love it. Great Cinderella man. Uh, number two for me is L.A. Confidential. Wow, you didn't have this movie on your list. That's crazy. Number two. You didn't have this movie I'm about to say on your list. That's okay. crazy. I cannot believe you didn't have it on your list. Okay. Wow. Uh, another Ron Howard film. It's a film that Russell Crowe got an Academy Award for. Mm-hmm. It has Ed Harris, Paul Bettany, Jennifer Conley. I don't know how it's not on your top five list, but that's just mind-boggling for me. Came out I in know. Two, it's crazy. Came out in 2001. Mind. It's crazy. He got an Academy Award. It was an amazing movie. It's a beautiful mind. I don't know how it's not on your list. I don't know, Joe. People have different opinions That's on things. Crazy. That's LA okay. Confidential. Wow. Okay, go ahead. 
Uh, number one's Gladiator. Yep, number one's Gladiator. You don't get any arguments with me on that. Right. How do you not have a beautiful mind on I that? I know. This will be the last time we do a weekly rankings on this show, so hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Well, Max uh, reached a tipping point. It's a little annoying at this point, but that's okay. We're going to jump in. Final theme parks. we got a couple of theme park stuff to go through. Um, Rock and Roller Coaster in Walt Disney World, which is in Hollywood Studios, is going to be rethemed to an Iron Man roller coaster, so it's going to be similar to what they did for like a Hollywood Tower of Terror, right, where they did Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, they're just going to redress it, basically, and just kind of retheme it, so they're not going to change the ride. It'll save them money. Um, I've obviously never been on Rock and Roller Coaster. Uh, it's supposed to be an Aerosmith type of a ride, so Aerosmith's music plays throughout, and you're going on a roller coaster. That's too I would have wanted to go on it, but that's yeah. Uh, Shanghai Disneyland is reopened on May 11th with social distancing, only 30% capacity, which is roughly 24,000, uh, reservations taken in advance. Annual pass holders need to make reservations on day in advance. Guests and cast members are required to wear masks except for when dining and will have temperatures checked before park entrance. Ride queues will have social distancing guidelines on rides. Guests will put empty seats of rows between them and the groups before them and after them. Rides with small cars will only allow will only allow one group to sit together. Hand sanitizer will be at every ride exit. Character meet and greets will be only be for photo ops. No interactions. So unfortunately, if you're someone who's going to see your favorite Disney princess, you won't be able to hug your favorite Disney princess. Joe, any any thought? Think this could work in either Disney World, Disneyland, or I don't know. I mean, like I said, it pays some of the bills, so. And they're losing money, so I get it. It's getting some people in the park. Yeah. Uh, Joe, we did some virtual rides here. I thought this would be a fun ride for you to take. This would be a ride that you would like to go on in real life. Absolutely. Go ahead and tell us what ride and where the ride is. It's uh, the Incredible Hulk Coaster at Universal Lands of Adventure in Orlando. It's a roller coaster. It's suspended, meaning the track has a – I think it was. No, it's under you. I can't remember. Um, it's, yeah, it, the, I think the track is below you actually, but it's, it, I don't remember if it's, I don't, remember, I don't know. Anyway, um, it has, it has like a Hulk type theme to it. It's really cool. It's like, and it's actually, well, it's kind of a spoiler, but, um, on the lift hill, it actually launches you. So you start to go up the lift, the lift hill, and oh, then when you're going, launches you. Interesting. So it's like it's 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 kind of a shock, like it's 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 a, it's a big surprise. Um, and again, I just watched it. Uh, uh, it's it looks fun. Like I I love roller coasters. I I, I, I is like there it. any actual tie into the Hulk besides that it's green, or is it just they just named it the Hulk coaster to? Get people it's on it. It's kind of just that. I mean, that's you, what it looked like. For Universal me, Studios doesn't really. I mean, it, it, they they have some of like stuff in the queue. Okay. And obviously, the loading the loading zone is very much like kind of like you're in like a science, like a laboratory type thing. When you're on the ride, you're just riding the coaster. Yeah, I mean the 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 lift hill is kind of so is kind of a a, a tunnel. Okay. So there's lights and things, and you know it's supposed to simulate like he's getting irradiated and then he's turning into the Hulk, and then you kind of shoot out the hill, and then it's just a roller coaster from then on. I mean, like I, I, I nothing stands out to me that I can remember that it was like, it wasn't like animatronics or anything. Got that, it. No, okay. Like that. But I also did watch. Oh, go 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 ahead. Um, you're gonna we're gonna talk about you're gonna talk about your ride, and then I'm gonna touch on another small ride. Okay. Uh, I did, I rode The Amazing Adventures of Spider-Man, also at Universal's Islands of Adventure in Orlando. Joe, you'd like this ride. Uh, it is a 3D dark ride. It's very similar to Transformers, which cool. I know you like. Cool. It's a little bit earlier. It's built in 1999, though, so it was before Transformers, but a lot of that technology is there. Cool. Uh, the premise is the guests are on the ride. They work for the Daily Bugle which is where Peter Parker works for. Nice. Um, And then all of a sudden, the Sinister Syndicate, which consists of Doc Ock, Electro, and Hobgoblin, they are using a shrink gun to steal the Statue of Liberty. So you have to go on this adventure with Spider-Man. Peter Parker suits up as Spider-Man, and you have to go help him save the Statue of Liberty uh, from the Sinister Six. uh, For the Sinister Syndicate, excuse me. There's a Stan Lee cameo, which I thought was kind of cool during the ride. Um, but yeah, it looks very much, it's hard to watch that ride on a ride through cause it's 3d. 
So again, you're sure. you're only watching it kind of 3D, so some of the it's a little bit blurry. Um, but yeah. it very much reminded me of the Transformers type cool. of ride where you go cool. from different scene to different scene. Cool. Your car moves. Peter Parker obviously swings around you. There are a couple of times he swings on top of your car and he's like talking to you. Nice. So it looks like he's right uh, on top of you. Cool. But yeah, that other, is – go uh, ahead. I was going to say me another the, one. the other ride that I kind of watched just because I know it's in Universal Studios Orlando is the Harry Potter Hagrid's – Oh yeah, Hagrid's motorbike ride. That looks cool. It looks yeah. very cool. How long would you wait in line for that bad boy? I don't know. Forty-five minutes. Twelve hours? Hell no. No. Forty-five minutes. Because that was what they were going for when it first opened up. Was twelve hours to get on that ride? What? It was twelve-hour wait time to get on that ride? Well, that's insane. Tell me, 12 tell me, hours. Tell me what about the ride. 12 hours. 12 hours. That's what they said. That's ha- that's like the entire day at the park. It opens at 7, like closes at 7 or whatever it is. That's so in theory, you go ride other rides in the beginning of the day. You go eat lunch and then you just wait in line the rest of the day. Wow. So That's crazy. Yeah. Um, no, it's just really cool. It's got like animatronics on it. It looks like... And it's a roller coaster. It like picks up. It speeds. It's pick. It speeds up. It slows down. It's you're on like this. Like I said, motorcycle type thing, where the track is under you. Um, I can't remember if you go through a loop or not. But like you do end up going backwards at one point. It's yeah. really cool. It, it just looks really cool. It's it's obviously brand new, so it's yeah. state of the art everything. I wish they put that in um, Burbank in the, in the Hollywood one. And they, they didn't have the flight of the hippogriff, which is like the little kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? But again, that, there may not be enough it's similar. space. It's similar. For that. Uh, the flight of the hippogriff is very much kind of like a little kid's ride, and it's over in like 30 seconds. Yeah. Um, so maybe there's not enough physical space. Yeah, it kind of goes all do around. It, it goes but, all around So that spaces. would be kind of cool. But it looks really but, cool. They have like dragons and things like that. It's good. Like actual animatronics, not like. I haven't like, done a ride through, so I might check it out. Yeah, but that's it's, cool. It's cool. It looks cool. Good. Uh, that is all the time we have for today. As always, we hope you guys are being safe. Um, again, you know, it's a difficult time for everybody. So, um, Joe and I, our thoughts are with all you guys. We appreciate you guys listening. Absolutely. As always, apologize. It took us a little while to get this episode out. We will be back next week. We'll have watched more Last Dance at some point. We'll get Joe's final reaction to the Last Dance. Spoiler alert, I don't know what's going to happen because... Is Michael Jordan going to win? Who knows? Uh, that was a joke, obviously. Spoiler alert. Um, yeah, we're going to jump into it. We're going to follow back up with Tenet next week. Any news breaks will be on top of it, and we're going to try and break down that trailer, although I can tell you right now, I don't know how much I'm going to be able to tell you because it's very cryptic. That's cool. That's something good. good. we will uh, good. hop into it. I'm going to say goodbye and toss it over to Joe. All right, guys. Take care.